Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, taking the pulse of educators from all over the globe and bringing what you need every week. When you need answers, you go to the experts. Created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. And if you haven't subscribed to his Make a Difference podcast yet, I highly encourage you to do so in your podcast channel of choice. As I've mentioned before in previous episodes, the Ignite EdTech Learning Portal is live at learning.igniteedtech.com, a place for educators to learn and grow together with free and paid learning experiences to suit everybody's needs. Our learning portal is being designed based on the five Ignite EdTech learning principles. Those principles of learning are be adaptive, learning first, creativity over consumption, collaboration, and connection over content. Last week, we highlighted the second Ignite EdTech principle of learning, which is learning first. I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode to learn more. This week, I wanted to highlight the third Ignite EdTech learning principle, creativity over consumption. For the past five years, Apple have been preaching about the power of creativity and building their products to suit. Researchers have been diving deep into the way our brains learn and work, and creativity continues to be something that is powerful. Even the World Economic Forum continues to place creativity and originality in its Future of Jobs report every year as a top 10 skill that is required for future success. As educators, what this means is a move away from the age-old adage of this is the way I've always done things, the need to focus on learners creating something through the use of technology or allowing technology to create new thinking, new behaviors, new value, new utility, or a new outcome. It doesn't always need to be a product. As educators, we need to embrace technology to help us in creation, not just consumption to push boundaries and make new opportunities for learning. As we develop our own learning and that of the learners we work with, keep in mind the idea of creation over consumption. Last week, I encouraged you to think about how you promote the idea of learning or pedagogy first and technology second. Thank you for sharing as always. Check out the social streams for more. After sharing the third Ignite EdTech learning principle, creation over consumption, this week, I want to ask you how you demonstrate this skill in your daily practice. How do you ensure that your learners have opportunities to create and make rather than just consume? What tools do you use to create? And how do you change and adjust learning experience and schedules to allow for creativity? I'd love to learn with you and from you in this space. Please share with me via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is the Living Tree. Living Tree is a place to connect schools with their communities through many engaging initiatives and products. The Living Tree Engage product is used to connect teachers, schools and districts with families in one central platform to improve communication and family engagement. They also offer free family engagement webinars, 
family engagement training for teachers, and with Living Tree Give, you get an all-in-one fundraising management platform built specifically for schools that maximizes fundraising and provides oversight and coordination through every step of the process. As a tool for free engagement and professional learning and a way to purchase software to aid in the development of fundraising to ultimately save you time, Living Tree is a game changer and one that has helped me in many schools I've worked in. I highly recommend that you take a look at learn.livingtree.com. The link is in the description below. Last week, we talked about Google, and I gave you my four favorite Google-related tips and tricks. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. Thank you also to those that shared with me their favorite Google tips and tricks. Check out the Ignite EdTech social streams for more. This week, I wanted to focus on a short but sweet topic, creativity in our workplaces. After sharing more about the idea of creation over consumption earlier in this episode, I wanted to briefly dive into how schools and workplaces can actively encourage the art of creativity. The ability to make, create and share is something that's always been put in the spotlight, but sadly, due to remote learning, we've often forgotten and moved away from this as it's perceived to be too difficult. I challenge you to think about the creative application of tools such as Flipgrid, Tinkercad, Hologo World, and the list goes on, that can be used to make and create learning experiences where students create rather than just consume, even if you are in a remote learning scenario still. As we look to build learning experiences that encourage creativity, think about how you can do the same with adults in your workplace too. How can we create a culture of creativity? Please share your ideas and tips about creativity and what you're doing to be successful so that we can discuss them on next week's show. I'd love to hear from you. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Jornay Arman and Tony Vincent. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Jornay Arman. You might know her from Twitter as at Savvy underscore educator. Jornay is a passionate educator and constant sharer of positivity in my Twitter feed. She's the head of educator innovation at Flipgrid and is based in LA, USA. Jornay, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Absolutely. That's where my passion lies. So definitely. I am currently um, head of educator innovation at Flipgrid. And what that means is I get the pleasure of working alongside educators every single day and helping them to empower the voices of their students. Because we know that when students are empowered to learn and to grow and to share, there is really not anything that they can't accomplish. And so um, it really allows them to um, achieve more and achieve all of their dreams. And, you know, I want to say that all these educators who are constantly waking up each day with students in mind is what inspires me in my role at Flipgrid. And so we see you, we hear you, we recognize the wonderful work that you're doing on a daily basis to not only plan engaging learning experiences for your students, but thinking about the challenges that each student face and thinking of creative and innovative ways to meet those students' needs. So educators, you inspire me in what I do at Flipgrid. 
That's so cool, John. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to put the link to Flipgrid in the podcast notes below as well, but I don't think I'm going to need to because Flipgrid has become you know, the ed tech tool that people all over the world in schools are using to, you know, ignite passion, creativity, you know, inspire kids to be better and do better and, and even within professional learning as well. Thinking outside of, you know, Flipgrid, what's your best advice for educators when it comes to edtech? Oh, wow. You know, there's so much advice that I can give, but with my background being a, an instructional coach, really helping educators to uh, transform practices within their classroom. One thing that I um, have learned over time is that when trying something new, especially in relation to ed tech, it's great if you can do it with someone else. And so um, just that power of collective efficacy, educators trying things out, um, sharing um, how they implemented the new ideas of the new technologies in their classrooms, and then learning from other educators, I believe is the best advice that I can give because what that does is it creates this sense of reciprocity. I learn from you, you learn from me, and we both grow together. And the good thing about that is it doesn't necessarily have to be an educator that may work in the same learning environment with you. It can be an educator online, on social media that you've never met before. So if you are interested in learning a new technology tool, go on to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all these social media outlets, type in that technology tool, um, and then find who is talking about those things and follow them and learn right alongside them. So that is my best advice for educators. Find a partner, or if you don't have someone near you, you can you know find people to follow online um, to implement new ideas in your learning environment. It's fantastic advice, Jonna, because educators thrive from community and Flipgrid do this incredibly well uh, in what you do online. And that's engaging with the community and providing a space for people, like you said, to share, engage and chat. And more companies are now following Flipgrid's lead on that by providing the space to be able to connect and engage. And, and I love that advice as well. And for you, thinking about your day-to-day -day work outside of your use of Flipgrid, what's another edtech tool that you love using in your work? Oh my goodness. So um, if anyone listening knows anything about me, I love doing something called app smashing. So I use so many apps on a day-to-day -day basis um, because really when you're thinking about um truly meeting the needs of learners or maybe getting a final project out, you may have to take the best of multiple tools and put those things together. So some of my other favorite tools that I use on a daily basis include the Adobe Suite tools such as Adobe Spark for education, um, Spark Notes, Spark Video. Um, I absolutely love Buncee. Um, Buncee has been a, um, a new tool for me. They've become a partner for us inside of Flipgrid, and I love the templates that they provide for students to be able to organize themselves. So I've actually taken some of those Buncee templates for calendars and agendas and use them in my personal um, and professional uh, learning as well. 
And then of course, um, I've been loving Microsoft Teams. I use Microsoft Teams every day in my work environment. And it is a great way for um, my team and I to be able to discuss important things as well as uh, share resources and plan um, for the future. So there's so many tools that I can uh, talk about, but those are just three that um, I use on an everyday basis. Yeah, and learning is important to all of us, Jornay, as educators. What's one book or resource that you've been reading lately or just one of your all-time favorites? And tell us about why we should be exploring it. Boy, okay, so I have to share two. Okay, so one is a teacher uh, professional book um, called The Interactive Class. Now, this book was written by um, two very important people in my life, uh, Joe and Kristen Merrill. They are educators from Florida. I've actually visited their classrooms and their classrooms are highly interactive. And what I like about this book for educators is that they not only give you information on how to make your class more engaging, but they give you the resources that are ready to go and examples from their own classroom. So it makes it a a very tangible um, read. You can read the information but you can implement the ideas tomorrow with your students. And the second book that I would say is um, a book that's written for students called No Voice Too Small. And I love this book because it highlights 14 young students who are making history by using their voice. And so I truly believe in Flipgrid's mission of empowering every voice. And when I read this book and read about the students, it really was about students recognizing a challenge or a barrier that either they were facing or their communities were facing, and they rose to the challenge and stepping up to make decisions to make a difference. And so um, I want to charge every student in the world to think about what they're passionate about because your voice is important, your voice is special, and your voice can change the world. And this book captures how 14 young students have changed the world by sharing their voice. So inspiring. And and I'll make sure the links to both of those are in the podcast notes below too. What's the best way for people listening today? And I know they're going to be uh, so pumped about wanting to connect and engage with you, Jornay. What's the best way for them to follow and connect with you? Well, I absolutely love Twitter. So uh, the best way to follow me is to go on Twitter. My handle is at Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y underscore educator. Um, You can follow me there. I do also have social media accounts on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not as active on those, but I'm there um, listening and learning from other people, but I'm most active on Twitter. So um, I look forward to seeing the new followers so I can also follow you so that I can continuously learn because that's one thing I absolutely love, um, meeting new educators, following new educators, because it is a new opportunity to learn something different and to grow myself as well. Jornay, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, Craig. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Tony Vincent, who has over 62,000 followers on Twitter. Tony is a teacher, keynote speaker, and the creator of Shapegrams. He's a pioneer of digital learning and has always been someone that I look up to online as someone to follow in the edtech space. Tony, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? I am, and it's a pleasure to be here. Let's go. 
why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Well, uh, I used to be a fifth grade teacher and now I'm a self-employed consultant. Um, I speak at conferences and I lead workshops. Uh, of course, this year has been a lot of online with live webinars and some uh, asynchronous online workshops. Uh, but I just do what I can to help teachers. And then this year, really my biggest job is being a parent. I have uh, twins that are second graders and they're in second grade virtually. So I am their assistant <laughs> sitting between them most of the day, reminding them about meetings, keeping them on track and answering their questions and doing a little little teachering in, in between also. <laughs> That's cool. And what's your best advice for educators in relation to educational technology? Oh, I just think when you're trying something new, don't like fake your way through it. Let your students know that, that it's new, that it's an experiment for you. Ask them for help. Ask them for feedback. You know, back when I was teaching fifth grade years ago in 2001, each of my fifth graders got a Palm Pilot. And that was kind of a crazy concept then because what are, what are kids gonna do with that? And this is, laptops are way too expensive. And I followed that philosophy of telling the kids, nobody's ever done this before. I haven't done this before. It's our job to make it up as we go along and make some changes and, and make it better. And they just came up with such amazing ideas and it was great to have them as part of the process. And they loved being part of the process. I love that. You know, speaking of inspiring people, you've created Shapegrams. Tell us a little bit about Shapegrams. What inspired you to create it? And what can we gain from using this? Uh, th thank you for asking that, because it's been my obsession for the last several years. So it's, Shapegrams is, is my project, and it, it's a series of Google drawings documents, each one has a drawing challenge. So there's a picture to recreate. There's some instructions, there's an instructional video and some, some tips and a side activity so that uh, teachers can just get the link, give it to students and they can go for it. Because I know teachers need whatever is quick and whatever is easy. So I started these drawing challenges as part of an online class that I teach called Classy Graphics. And I wanted the teachers in there to learn some of the drawing tools. But, oh, I'll draw like, how about this cute little house and on one side, and then the teachers can recreate it on the other. And the, the feedback was really great. The teachers like, that was fun. And I learned something about how to do it. And then they would then make it make it a color that they, of their choosing and they would embellish it and, and put their spin on it. And that was so fun to see. So I actually went back to teaching fifth grade in 2018, 2019. And I knew I wanted to use these drawing challenges with my fifth graders. So I made a new one every week, getting a little harder each time. And just by, by the middle of school year and definitely by the end, my kids could create their own diagrams and illustrations from scratch. It was amazing what they could do and their their drawing skills just by getting a little bit of practice every week. Yeah, it's cool to see. And you know, the, who's using this resource, Tony? Like, and I know the people listening today are probably ed tech enthusiasts, people that are wanting to learn and grow a little bit more with technology. Uh, why would they pick this up and use it? Yeah, it's all kinds of teachers who are using it uh, with their students mostly, though there are some people, who, some adults who want to learn that way too. It, it's targeted for like third grade and up, but there's some, some first and second grade classes using it. 
some general ed classes and some are like art classes, clubs. Teachers are using it kind of like I did as like a morning activity, kind of get your brain boosted in the morning. Some are using it when there's extra time. Um, Others are using it as kind of their um, computer curriculum. And then art teachers are using them too. So uh, lots of lots of different ways. And it's just that how does it fit into what you're doing as, as a teacher? I think everybody teaches some sort of, listen to this, would be some sort of computer skills, you know, digital drawing skills, uh, and kind of the, the problem solving of piecing together kind of like a puzzle and solving a challenge. Awesome. We'll make sure the link to this is in the description below as well. Time for some quick fire questions. The first thing that comes to your head, what's your hashtag one word for 2021? I'd say revamp. I, I, there's some improvements I want to make to my websites, but I also kind of want to revamp some of my own personal workflow to spend less time working. And what's your favorite EdTech book or resource? Uh, I'd have to say Twitter. I use TweetDeck and I have a column for uh, some of the popular hashtags that I follow. What's your go-to EdTech tool that the listeners today need to try? I'd say Google Slides, though I'm guessing a lot of people have used Google Slides, PowerPoint, or Keynote, but that's the one app I'd share and try something new with it. There, you can do things like collaboration, graphic design, publishing, animations. You're trying something new with a tool you already know. And you've been incredibly successful, Tony. What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress, and succeed in your career? Really, it's I've tried to share at least one post on social media a day, something that I think will be helpful to others, which is great, but mostly it helps me uncover resources and remember them. And if you were to have any job in the world, what would it be and why? I love what I'm doing right now. It's really awesome to be self-employed and to take you know, like shapegrams and my workshops in the, any direction that I like. But I guess maybe I'd be a YouTuber. YouTuber would be great. I can reach lots of people and make lots of money. <laughs> and what's your favorite education-focused quote? I'd say anything with the word yet in it. So I don't have a favorite quote yet. Nice. I like that thinking. Tony, thank you so much for your time today. I know the listeners are going to want to connect and engage with you. And what's the best way for them to do that? Go to my website, learninginhand.com. You'll see my social media links across the top. There's also a link to shapegrams.com. You can give a shapegram a try too. Awesome. We'll make sure the link to that is in the description below. Tony, thank you so much for your time today. Inspiring as always. Uh, it's been great. Thanks for inviting me. Next week, join me for episode 45 of the Ignite EdTech podcast, when I'm joined by Jennifer Gonzalez and Reina Lazaro. One of the things I love doing is giving away prizes as a thank you for tuning in, listening, and hopefully following the Ignite EdTech podcast. Last week, I gave away two prizes from L Kingsley and Net Support. To win, you need to complete the form at bit.ly slash edtechwin. The winners have already been contacted directly by me, and they are... Rebecca Cooney and Cassie Downing. 
Congratulations to you both. This week, I'm giving away three Shapegrams memberships from Tony Vincent. To win these incredible prizes, you need to go to bit.ly slash edtechwin and complete the simple form. It'll take you less than a minute to do. The link is in the description below. Competition closes on Wednesday the 14th of April, and the winners will be contacted directly by me and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck. Please take some time to visit learning.igniteedtech.com and register for free to join our growing community of learners from all over the world. Here, you'll see free and paid learning courses led by the experienced and talented Ignite EdTech team that can help you, your colleagues, and your school move from surviving to thriving in this constantly evolving world we find ourselves in. No matter what your level of expertise or background is, we've got something for you. Thank you for being an extremely important part of the Ignite EdTech podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, smash that follow button and share it with your colleagues, friends, and family. Please remember to spend two minutes to rate the podcast too, so we can reach even more educators and EdTech enthusiasts globally. Please share your favorite part of today's episode by tagging me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And please don't hesitate to ask me questions that I can answer in an upcoming episode. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more and i'll see you again next week if you like today's episode please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and be in the drawing to win prizes every week if you know others that would enjoy the show please hit that share button and brighten their day join us again next week for your weekly ed tech hit with at mr kemp nz we'll see you again soon